Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Good morning, everybody. I need one volunteer who is willing to taste what this banana tastes like. All right, Trina, come on up. And I need the Connect team to pass out a scorecard to everyone. Just take one and pass it down. You can hold this in just a moment. I'm going to ask you to try that and see if it tastes like a banana. You're getting this scorecard. Just take one, pass it down, just like in school. And in just a moment, you will then grade yourself. This is for you. It's kind of like the scale, you know, like that's really for you. But we all don't want to get on it sometimes, do we? No? But it, but it just tells a story that we often don't want to see. Well, today is Route 4, and it allows us to kind of see where we're at in life. We aren't defined by this scorecard. We'll talk further about that. But we'll teach today on bearing fruit through serving, sharing, and giving. So while you're getting that scorecard, rate yourself on where you would say you're at for serving, your home, your family, your church family, your community, the one, those around you, where you're at with sharing, specifically the good news, the gospel, and where you're at with giving. Oh, I see where that's at. All right, Trina, tell me what that banana tastes like. Now, I am noticing right now that you open it from is the appropriate side, which I didn't know that is my whole life. So... Thank you. Let me know. What does it taste like? It tastes like a banana. Thank you. We didn't stage that. Come on, give it up for Trina. Thank you. You may be seated. Here's why. A banana always tastes like a banana. Followers of Jesus, what do we taste like? Do we always taste like Jesus? And so today we'll take a pass on how we can taste like Jesus. Psalm 34 Eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. There's a taste to God, experiential, to taste and see that the Lord is good. Jesus teaches us that apart from him, we can do nothing. We cannot bear fruit apart from Christ. But as we remain in him, we can bear much fruit. And the Father will prune us because he longs for us to bear fruit. Look at John 15, 8. It says, my father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. I'm making one assumption today. First, I'm speaking to followers of Jesus. So the assumption is that you're already following Jesus. So today's message is primarily for followers of Jesus. But it's also, there's an invitation of how we even can follow Jesus and how he becomes Lord. And we'll get to that at the end. And followers of Jesus, look at this. We want to glorify God. We want to prove that we are followers, disciples of Jesus. Well, in John 13, I mean, look, at it goes on. I give you a new command. Love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is all a love story. So today, root four, we are teaching on three areas. Number one is serving. Number two is sharing the gospel, the good news, the 
good news. And then three, we're talking about giving, generosity, being people who give. And the umbrella here is, I'm not great at drawing, but if there's kind of, this is an umbrella, maybe it's like that. Um, the umbrella is work is good. When we're in Jesus, it gets restored back to its proper order. That work is good. We are called to take dominion. So dominion is our domain to dominate. And look at the first two letters of all those words. Do. I love God. Do something. I love God. Prove it. There's an element of this. So we got to lean in. The, the text teaches this. So what would we ultimately want followers to, or people to taste in our life? Galatians 5 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Not fruits, but picture it one way, that if someone was to taste the fruit of our life, it is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When people get so close to us, do they taste joy? That is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is not dependent on what is happening, but dependent on Jesus. Peace, that is the person of Jesus. Kindness, the character of God. Goodness, a purity without stain and shame. Faithfulness, as displayed in Jesus. Goodness, faithfulness, kindness, joy. And what about gentleness? Like a parent comforting a newborn. Self-control, like a good soldier able to endure any war and any storm and discipline themselves with daily practice. Well, James has something to say about this. James is Jesus' brother. And James is not one of his brothers, not one of what we would know as the 12 disciples close to Jesus, following him in that intimate circle. Jesus had many disciples, but the gospels really highlight his relationship with the 12. Now, James, after Jesus raises from the dead, he's like, that's not only my bro, that's my Lord. And some scholars the text I'm about to read denounced this because how can we be saved through grace by faith when James records this? Look at chapter 1, verse 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. This is my sixth grade football coach. Talk is cheap, gentlemen. Talk is cheap. We can talk, we can hear, but do something. Then it goes on, James 2. Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. You are doing well. Love. This is a love story. If a brother or sister in verse 15 is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go <laughs> in peace, come on, stay warm and be well fed, but don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? Somebody shows up on your doorstep. They haven't eaten in three days. You can tell they're malnourished. And 
they're wearing limited clothes and they just ask for food and clothes. Be like, oh, God bless you. Enjoy your day. Jesus is the bread of life. Door shuts. Because it says this, in the same way faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. I love Jesus. We'll love our neighbor. Love our people. Well, then how can Ephesians record this? For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. Here's the truth. We're not saved by good works. We are saved for good works. When you're in Christ, you're unlocked to do what God has always called us to do. Be fruitful, multiply, take dominion. We're the salt and light. We don't take our lampstand and put it underneath the bed like, yeah, we got light, but I like to hide it. Let's help, help people see. Well, we do something. For our neighbor, I like how uh, my pastor put it this way. is like, we're in a day and age where it's good works, leads to goodwill, which can lead to the good news. But we're not defined by those good works we've established. But people are like, man, I've heard you like Jesus, but why don't you just show up in the little things in my life? We are working as someone who is already approved. This is why the taproot of our life, Jesus, that fruit is a byproduct. This is so hard to understand because everything in our life we've had to produce to get something. But in Christ, he already produced it all. So therefore, when I'm with him, I naturally want to be like him, which means I'm going to become like him and I'm going to taste like a dang banana. You know, it's natural. It's a byproduct. It just happens. In Matthew 7, it says a good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire so you'll recognize them by their fruit. Now, we can't get caught in legalism where we're defined by good works. There's a lot of great humanitarians that outwork me and you on a day-to-day basis. But at the same time that people would see our love, because if we're not acting like Christians, and did you know that the, the phrase Christian was not given by Christians? It was given by outsiders. Hey, those people, followers of the way, they believe so much in Jesus as Lord and they live like it. We need to label them. They've been loved, they live, and we need to label them. And so it was people that gave the name. And today, if we ask, what is the name? Well, come on, there, there's a lot of, of misconception and, and a lot of stumbling blocks and there's a lot of things because we're just not bearing fruit. So we want to give today some simple ways to do that through serving, sharing, and giving. And this is an exhaustive list, so this isn't conclusive to the whole checklist of humanity, but, but it helps give us framework. Um, but I think the world is asking us meant to act like a banana, like be a Christian, Check this clip out from Southside Rabbi podcast. There's a good book called Anatomy of Deconversion Mm -hmm. that his study showed that for every one person that believes in Jesus these days, four people are leaving. Mm -hmm. One of the main reasons is y'all are liars. (laughs) You're talking about justice and God's love and his grace and his care and sacrifice and it being displayed in his people. 
Yeah, you all are centers for bigotry and fear. Right. Our tribe of people have always been on the wrong side of history. Yeah. They're always getting to the party late. Right. It's those that don't have the confession in the the way that we have it, that are not following the Westminster catechism. Right. It's individuals outside of that. And this is the most damning thing for our people, bro, is that a lot of times what the world is asking for Christians is that they would simply act like Christians. What people are having crisis over is why is Jesus so different from y'all? Right. All right, we're going to cover a lot of ground. Uh, One of the things God believes in is incarnate leadership because we're in the flesh. So he counts on you and me. Whew, overwhelming. I don't know what your scorecard produced. But the score's for you. You don't need to sh- share with them, but, but add it up. And as you add it up, you're like, oh, if they're counting on me, I don't know what kind of picture they're getting. Well, are they getting too often how Galatians gives us the other picture of the fruit of the Spirit would be the fruit of the flesh. It says, verse 19, the, the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. That's the flesh. But the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, gentleness, enduring. And so we are in the flesh, that we're the hands and the feet as God is working through us so there's no pressure. The pressure's off, but as we submit to his root system and let him prune us, people will taste and see through us, God in us, not us. We're not the heroes of the story. So three ways ways to bear fruit and to ultimately love one another. How will the world know us? By our love for each other. It's not just to say, I love you. Love and action are normative. This is understanding the Jewish mindset and Eastern thought that love is normative with action. So first, serving is a fruit. Well, if you come into this mini lecture slash preaching, teaching, experiential session, you'd say, okay, why? Why is serving important? You're gonna realize the answer to every question It's filled with one name, Jesus. Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus served. And he leaves us with that picture with his disciples going low as a servant to wash feet. Wash feet. If you want to follow along in this material in the weeks ahead or check the previous weeks, you can go to our website and get the Get Rooted material. That's, it teaches us kind of the flow of this. Wash feet. Well, washing feet is, Philippians looks, it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. You want a verse for ego check? This one, consider others higher than you and me. Everyone should not look to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. How is this possible? Jesus. So then who do we serve? 
If how we serve is to wash feet and we're going to serve, why? Because of Jesus, who do we serve? Come on, God, you most certainly will have some we serve and some we don't. Well, Galatians 6, let us not get tired of doing good. There's some people in this place, let's just be real, you're tired. I know what it's like to be tired. I just don't want to do good anymore. Because we only have like a good quota. Like, I, I met it, didn't I? We only have, like, a good gas tank. My report card, I'm never going to be good enough. I just keep failing. I'm going to give up. Well, how do we get filled with that source, that source of life with Jesus? And as he's serving and loving us, then our tank gets more filled. And, and in verse 10, it says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. So who do we serve? Read that backwards. Especially first to the home of faith. Right here, right now. But if we make this just an insider game, <laughs> I'm in, you're out. <laughs> Last I checked, Jesus Christ is calling anybody. So anybody can come how we treat each other first in the faith is what matters first. And then, so one, and then second would just be everyone. Well, where do I start? You know where to start. You know where to start. We can play this game forever. You're smart enough. Come on now. I can't solve everything. Duh, God didn't call you to. You might not be able to do everything for everyone, but you can do something for someone, and that's everything. Well, I'm insignificant. You're right. To the world, you may just be one person, but to one person, you may be the world. It's as simple as that. Do for one what we wish we could do for all. In our home, in our family, in our church family, then in our community, Lansing 517 in the world. And then second, sharing is a fruit. Well, sharing what? The good news in our lives. The good news is so good because the bad news is that bad. That apart from Jesus, apart from God making us brand new, our sin separates us from God forever. Forever. We can never score enough to get there. So God scored perfectly to come here and get close to us and just offers us the gift of new life, grace. Can't earn it. It's unmerited, undeserved favor. How powerful. So the question is, are we sharing it in a way that it's good? Jesus is for you. He loves you. He'll never give up on you. If you're still breathing, there's a chance. Easter's right around the corner. And we'll have a, a layup, if you will, to just share with people. Share with them the good news. I hope that Easter is an instrumental time to invite but don't wait till Easter. When your heart starts beating, 
fast in the checkout line, and you might be able to just tell somebody. I remember once being at the mall. I walked up to this big dude because I felt like God wanted me to talk to him. And I was like, uh, hey, man, I don't know why, but I just felt like God told me to tell you God loves you. He was like, oh, man, word, thanks. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I see you, bro. And I walked away. I was like, oh, I didn't tell him what God. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, please let him know it wasn't all God's lowercase g's. It was one God, capital G-U. Let him know. Do you want me to turn around, right? Even if you fumble and if you stumble, let's continue to share the good news. And just what? We'll be rejected? <laughs> why, do, why don't we? You know why? We don't think we're good enough. We feel guilt. We feel inadequate. We're unqualified. We don't see immediate change or results. But if we had to sum it up, maybe it's just before I met Jesus, before I met Jesus, I was like this, and I follow Jesus because of this. Before I went, Jesus, dude, I was a bad dude. (laughs) The kids still hear the story. They're like, did that really happen? I was like, that was the G-rated version. You ever tell somebody part of your testimony and they look at you like they're scared? That's why I don't tell my testimony fully. It's not worth it. Because it's not about how cool and how bad I was. Like, nah, dude. Like, every one of us are dead in sin. I was, before I met Jesus, I was tortured in sin. I was in a cell of sin. And I follow Jesus because he stepped in when I'm guilty and he became the sacrifice for me. He took the punishment I deserved. And he showed it and he displayed his life by helping people that were marginalized and forgotten. Whether that's gender or class or race, he he restored the order that we're all made in the image of God and that work is good and we can be on mission. And just telling somebody, hey, I know Jesus. Three, we could, we could talk about this forever. Um, so root four is a root that we could teach on for about a year. But it, going through the curriculum, we're doing a root a week. And I pray that we'll really examine our lives. And the last one here is bearing fruit. If the fruit of the Holy Spirit was manifested in some practical action items, man, am I serving? Jesus served. Am I sharing the good news? Well, Jesus did it. And am I giving? Well, why? God gave Jesus. And we often think, well, the church just wants money. Dude, look, money is a resource that helps source something. If money is the ends, we're all done. Money, though, helps us empower God's bride to communicate the good news to people, and he wants his house to have ample provision so that the mission moves forward. And in the church, the money is multiplied and invested unlike any other place that I've ever seen. That when every dollar comes in, there's dollars that goes out to spread the good news across the world, spread the good news in Lansing, help empower leaders to help equip us, to help constantly be a set-apart people, and that's how dollars can be on mission. So dollars are, 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 are horrible masters, horrible. We must master it and rule it. So giving is not something God wants or needs from you. It's something he wants for you. 
He's a giver. Well, then where do we start? Well, I'll tell you where I started. When I came to the Lord, I had everything. I was, you know, I was hitting that out the park, right about a 485 credit score, about $11,000 in debt. I mean, I, I knew, man, those debt collectors, they make you feel really, really bad. I thought, I thought I'd committed a, a, a tr- atrocious crime the way they talked to me on the phone. But over time and some new things that I'm here to report, your, your boy's got a 769 credit score on Mint this week, right? Like, but, but hey, that's 20 years in the game. It's taken some time. We don't come from generational wealth. My mom's still yet to own her first house. And I, do I even own our house? Well, we have a mortgage, but MSU owns it. <laughs> because we're meant to be the lender, not the borrower. So where do we start? It could be overwhelming. Just start somewhere. But, 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 but here's the thing. Like 1 Timothy 6.10 teaches us this. The love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. And why we got to talk about money a lot? Because look, many have wandered away from the faith. What? Because of how we handle this, people leave him? No way. So let's just be real. Does the church care about money? I don't know if we care enough. Because God knows that money's tied to our heart. Yo, like what in the world? What else is tied to our heart? Your money, it's mine, it's mine. Oh, Everything's God's. He allowed me to do something with it. And I've noticed that our financial integrity is directly tied to our future trajectory. I want to go somewhere good. Let's get our finances in order. There's a lot of things. Let's put to death the flesh. Let's be obedient in Christ. But how do we even be obedient? Letting him love me. Well, that's too much grace. Won't sin abound? No, no. Obedience is grace. Whoever's forgiven of much, loves much. Somebody was faithful to keep the lights on so that I could stumble into church on an Easter morning and hear the good news of Jesus and it changed my life. So we're being faithful, we're obedient. Well, Malachi 3, very familiar passage. Look at how the message puts it. Begin by being honest. Do honest people rob God? But you rob me day after day, you ask. How have we robbed you? The tithe and the authoring. That's how. But now you're under a curse, the whole lot of you, because you're robbing me. Bring the full tithe or a tenth to the temple treasurer so there will be ample provisions in my temple. But it was never about the temple. It was about the mission. Ron did a great job last week. The church is not a building It's his people that he's building. It's us. But us reaching people, loving people, when there's requests, when people are struggling, the more ample provisions. See, the the message won't change. It's the good news of Jesus. The method, those will change, but the pace of it is oftentimes dictated by how many resources we have. And we'll go at the speed of that. We want to be faithful in a little. But city life, I want city life to have more provision than Apple, than Facebook, Meta, than Tesla. I, I believe in what we do infinitely more than that. No offense, GM, but I think our message is better. You help people get to A to B, you help them to get to A to forever. You know, that matters too. 
So hopefully you get what I'm saying. And he says, test me in this. So test God. If you're like, I can't test God. If I don't open up heaven itself to you and pour out a blessing beyond your wildest dreams for my part, I will defend you against marauders, protect your wheat fields and vegetable gardens against plunderers. So God basically says, hey, if you, if you do things in my order, I got you. Now we're not under the law, like Christ has fulfilled that, but the principles and the blueprints are the same. You know, I, I, I'm not under the law, but I, but I don't have 40 wives, right? But when it comes to money, sometimes we're like, yeah, but what's the, we're like, yeah, but did God really say? Well, what is it about money that gets so funny? You know, it's funny. Ah, so just start somewhere. Where do you start? Well, we teach our kids. There's a resource, um, Financial Peace University, we've taught here before, but there's also, I want to bring the worship team to the stage. There's a resource uh, Lecrae just came out with. I'm not going to show that clip for time's sake, but it's called Protect the Bag. And he's teaching in, 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 a, in a great way on how to, 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 to rule money. And what we teach our kids, and in us it's been a life journey because we don't, again, come from wealth or this level of structure, which is no head trash. But we teach them, hey, 10% out the game, that's God's. And where do you put that? Well, it's to God through his bride. That's what, that's what we like to do. You can do whatever you want. But I, I love, this has always been the bride for us. And then 10%, we're like, all right, you got to save that. Rainy day fun. And then 10% of that, too, why don't you invest tomorrow so it can multiply. The church multiplies, so that's a 10x, I believe, an infinite x. I'll say infinite. I obviously don't draw these things, but that little circle, that means eternity. It's a church, which you know it's not a building. It's just people, but there's a person. Um <laughs> Thanks, baby girl. Invest, and then we have, okay, 30% there, moving forward, and then 70% to live on. You might think, well, I can't even, I can barely pay my bills now. But maybe it's a penny today here, a penny today here, and a penny today there, and we start getting the right buckets in place. So as we get ready to close, what would we do? It really is, um, it's, it's John, it's 1 John 4. Look at, look at verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Why do we serve? Jesus is always serving me. Why do I share the good news? He gave me new life, y'all. Did he give you new life? Why do we give? I can't think of anything better done to support. So practically, all right, you're like, okay. <sighs> Tell me what I do now then. You said do something. One, serving. Here's what it looks like at City Life. Dream team. Membership here. Serve one, attend one. A service. Get on a team somewhere to serve the family of God and to serve people to let them know they're loved, belong, and have purpose. Our yes impacts his life forever. Share the gospel. Easter's coming up. It's going to be a layup. I don't play basketball. Well, Father God's lifting us up and just get somebody here and they're going to hear about the gospel. They don't need to come here for the record. They could happen in your cubicle. And then giving. You might think, well, I'm behind, I'm behind. Start somewhere. Make it automatic. Make it first. Sometimes when I get, um, 
like additional money if someone's like, hey, thanks for speaking here or whatever. And if, if I'm not right on top of it, I'm like, oh my goodness, did I tithe first, right? But then to go back because it's become such a way of life that I want to make sure every time. And what I found, and maybe you've heard this, I can't outgive God. I've never wanted a dollar back that I've given. Because once I'm alive, I realize it's just, it's just a way of the upside down kingdom. It's so beautiful. So you know what I'm saying. And then today, here's a, here, uh, here's a practical way on top of, I know the offering buckets passed and they passed online too. Like, yeah, came through. Don't think you hide and God sees everything. <laughs> no, there's no judgment. That's why you hear us say often, we don't have to give, we get to give. But we have a... Um, time's sake doesn't let me fully say it, but we're, we have a home strategy here just to be close. So we had a home donated to us and we purchased our first home in uh, the city here and we have some of the, the leaders living in it. And one of the homes that you have four of the uh, just 20 something year old dudes that are just killing it here for, for Jesus. And um, Ashton's the home leader for that. He's a, a minister in training here who's a student at Moody as well. And, and just is, is set apart. And all of the guys are, if you, that are in that house, if you ever get a chance to talk to them, but um, I'm not going to put their address on blast yet, but the home's in the process uh, where they've moved in, the inside's been renovated, and just to create a space that we, we can be close to people. And uh, they put a gym in the backyard, so a little pole barn to make a gym free for people in the neighborhood, because maybe they can't go to the gym and where it just can build relationship and we can live life. And in that gym, we're looking to outfit it. We have here just a little picture. It's going to be $20,000 to put the gear in there. And today, every dollar that comes in for Love the City, and you might say, I wasn't prepared. You don't have to give. But if you want to give, there's a connect table out there. You can say, well, I want to give to that. There's an app, Church Center app. There's the website. And every dollar today, if you select Love the City, it's going to go towards that gym. And is that gym, is there anything magical or special about it? No, but it's a tool for relationship that will ultimately share something that can change someone's life. Amen? So here's where we end. And Ashton's like, support the gym, right? <laughs> There's Ashton, come on. Because <laughs> what he doesn't know is we actually got your uh, bank info, and it just comes right out of your account if it, we don't get it in. I don't think, I was kidding. <laughs> Where'd you score today? Don't tell me. But if you notice at the very top, there's a word here, tetelestai. What that means is on the cross, it is finished. What about when I mess up and I don't serve enough? It is finished. What if I don't know if I give enough? It is finished. Because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So we end today remembering how we even get to bear fruit. It's the source, the taproot of our life, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus today, it's simple. You just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, forgive me. Make me brand new. I want you to be my savior and my Lord. And as you let him love you, he'll transform you. It's not heavy. It's the most life-giving way. But it is narrow and it's hard 
to the wide path that seems easy, but the hard path that is light because Christ is leading us, it leads to life. So it's Savior, but it's also Lord. And that's what we're praying for everybody today. So we end with, it's nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sins when I don't score enough? Jesus. So will you stand and sing a fanfare that I would think in heaven? I'm not sure they sing in English in heaven, though. I think they sing in every language, and we're all going to be able to understand it. That would be neat, won't it? Every tribe and every tongue, all races, all faces. In this moment, if it's been heavy and this week's been hard, I pray that God will reset in a way that only he can. Because it's our roots in him that produces fruit that is everlasting. Because because of Jesus' is well done, we can begin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No. but the blood of Jesus. So beautiful. We love you. We'll be back next week. You can get plugged in in a group. Don't do life alone. We're in this together. Because the world's going to know us by our love for each other. So in this moment, I pray that love awakens, that we don't grow tired in doing good. Maybe today was just a reset on that valve that felt, oh, I just want to give up. Let him love you. And he'll lead you so that we can produce fruit that will last. We'll look at tending next week at 10 a.m. and 1130. It won't be spring forward. You guys are the real heroes. Your clocks are on point. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving the city one life at a time. And we won't stop until he makes all things new. Have the best day of your lives, y'all. Oh, precious is thy flow that makes me white as snow. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.